Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Overcast, one or two sprinkles of rain, but an hour's worth of time coming up for the IMSA Mission of Pilot Challenge. We're at the Raw before the 24 as we head towards the start of the season for most of the IMSA championships. Not all of them. Uh, we'll catch up with one or two others at the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring in March. But an opportunity for the 41 teams cars and drivers to have a go around this three and a half mile 12 corner circuit that has been the scene of so much history down through the years of American racing and don't forget it was a sports car race that opened these hallowed halls a few many years ago now in fact uh, as we move through our Raw Before the 24 weekends it's IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge Session 4 coming up next. It's live, it's exclusive, it's without interruption, and it's here on IMSA Radio. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Share Adam and John Heindorf uh, as we have been working together since uh, well this week since the Thursday and been having real fun some of those interviews share that we had earlier on this week uh, real uh, insights into people it's sort of like coming back to school isn't it the start of a new school year hello hello everybody oh yes oh look you've got a nice new school uniform nice <laughs> and shiny with everybody there uh, really I, I thought that interview from uh, Sheena Monk and Cat Leg that we were just played there in between the two sessions uh, on uh, IMSA Radio. Really interesting insight into where they feel yeah. they are uh, and how Sheena is very single-minded and didn't want her last motor race to be the accident and how she moved on from that and has really used that as a, as a springboard. Yeah, for sure. And it, you're right, John, it is coming back to school. And on that very note, that's exactly the conversation that Mikey Taylor and I were just having because we had Christmas, New Year's, you had a bit of a break since we were last together, what, the first weekend of October. You went back to South Africa to do a little bit of rejuvenation while you were there. Did it work? It did. I feel great. I'm super glad to be back, but a little bit of time off with the family and some uh, nice warm weather down in South Africa is the best remedy you can get. You are a winner of this BMW M Endurance Challenge, uh, the four-hour race in the TCR category in an Audi with JDC Miller Motorsports, so it's got to feel pretty familiar coming back here again. Yeah, I think we got a great shot, but it's just great to be back and, and see everyone. You know, it's like you said, the first day of school and see all your buddies and, and all the crew guys again. So we're always strong here, but it's a long race, so we'll have to see how we go. Are you nervous at all about the fact that it's raining on us right now? 
I'm, I don't know if I'm nervous, I'm a bit uh, frustrated. We're, we're hoping to try a couple of things with a setup. It's a brand new car. This is the second day we've driven it. So I was hoping to try a couple of things there, but this is Daytona, so anything can happen. It's Chris Miller behind the wheel right now. He's going to start this session. If it does kind of stay like this, are you guys still going to go out? Because there is stuff to learn. There's definitely stuff to learn. This new car is, is uh, quite different to the previous generation. There's a lot more adjustments we can play around with that we don't know about. So we'll probably uh, drive around in circles for a little bit. If it rains a bit more, our engineer Cole will probably tell us to park it. But uh, we'll have some fun when we can. What's your favorite upgrade on the new car thus far from the old one? I'm sorry, Nye. What's your favorite upgrade on this new car so far? They got a lot of driver adjustments, which is really nice for us. Uh, there's adjustments to the braking system, but the aerodynamics, I think, will make one of the biggest differences. Good luck next week. We really hope for you and Chris a good result. Thank you, I appreciate it. Green light is out and the rain is starting to fall harder. And guess how many of the cars in the fast lane are on wet weather tires? That's correct, just one. Oh, really? <laughs> I saw one of the BHA Hyundais. It's not the number 33 because that one is sitting in its pit box. I think it was the 98. Went out on a set of wet weather tires. Everybody else did not have grooves as far as their tires were concerned. Shea Adam in the pit lane. We'll uh, leave her for the moment to set up some interviews because we're not entirely sure, certain how many cars uh, will go out of the pit lane. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14 cars have ventured out so far. Here's another four. So actually that's not too bad. That is uh, almost... Uh, we're getting on to a third of the field there, aren't we, with 41 cars, uh, 43 cars registered. Uh, what you can see is the very bright flashing uh, rear rain lights for those who've turned them on. I haven't seen that message come through from race control that that is a requirement as yet. Cars a long way away from us when they first go out. And of course, they're all together. So if you're wondering why you can't hear cars in the background, don't worry. Um, they are there. There you go. Look, I can bring them closer or I can send them further away. <laughs> just cheating on our effects mics there a little bit of rainfall coming towards us here on the uh, the radar uh, she is out in it so she'll give us the absolute update uh, the looking out towards inland towards the west is where the weather is coming from north and west actually uh, i can see due west and southwest from where i am you're listening to exclusive live coverage of Mission and Pilot Jack, the practice session four at the Raw before the 24. John Hindoff and Shea Adam on duty for you again today. Just a quick note, tomorrow more racing action with VP uh, Racing Fuels Challenge, Sports Car Challenge. And of course we'll have our first video coverage for you on uh, imsaradio.com and on imsa.tv. And that will be the full coverage of the qualifying session. No blocks, no breaks, no interruptions. Just the action as we set the pole for the 24 hours of Daytona, the Rolex 24 hours of Daytona next weekend. There you go. I told you there was cars out there as they go past underneath at IMSA Radio. Number one Hyundai doing a drive-through. Is that uh, a 
this is something in a previous session. I'm not seeing that from race control. I can't tell you. Well, could be looking for track space, a share. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, problem for, brief problem for the Ford Mustang of Stephen Vajeda. That's the 79, isn't it? That car, but he's spun and sent it back in the right direction. One or two teams in the pit lane, and I hear air guns going off. Are we going to see some wet weather tyres? 33. I'll, I'll come to you there. Yep. 3300 is almost opposite me, and that was the wheel guns acting here, and also pulling in behind it is the Mia McLaren, the white, blue, and pink you told me i had to call it pink yes very much pink 69 um, car i have just walked down to turner they have wet weather tires up on the wall was the roar of the 96 going back out on slicks yet again um, okay. and it was just a siding lap for the number 19 that's the vandersher aston martin and rory has gotten out he looks like he's going to be getting back in um that's still slick tires on that car as well i do not see wet weather michelin set up for them as that is lifting off very early before going into the trial yes. for that uh, NV Autosport Ford Mustang. It's, it's properly raining now, John. There is rain that is visible from the headlights. A oh, really? couple of Honda updates before I forget, because I'm just reminded by seeing the 37 LA Honda World. Oh, entry. windscreen wipers for the uh, the Urban Grid Rebel Rock racing car. So Those that's proper rain. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so Honda. And that's Robin um, Liddell, and he's from Scotland. And yes. he would never turn his wipers on because he wouldn't want to waste the electricity. So that must be proper rain. Then Robin doesn't eat windshield wipers anyway. Rain makes him very happy. The 37 is out. That's Ryan Eversley and Matt Palmer's car. That's the red one as opposed to the blue one, which is the 73. That missed the, the last session, accents. am I right in saying? It's missed the last two sessions. Yes. They had, I think it was a water leak. Oil car, leak. I want to see. Oil, Oil leak. leak. There yeah. we go. Um, so that's fixed. Now the car is back out and running. And we do not expect to see, before the rain was even forecasted, uh, the VGRT Honda. They are already, already starting to put some race parts on that car. They feel like they have a good handle on the setup. They feel very, very happy with all the work that they've already accomplished. And so they're getting the car ready for the race next week. They will come out tomorrow, shake everything down, make sure it feels good, and then pack it away until it counts. I've got 13 cars on the track. I probably uh, have 13 in the pit lane, to be honest. As it stands, yeah. At least that. Um, Actually not, no, there's about, well, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cars in the pit lane. That's it. Yes, but I would suggest quite a few cars have not come out to play. Yeah, there's many that have not come out from the garages, including RS1. We still have yet to see the Porsche that won the race last year with the exact same driver duo that won the race last year. So they've got a, a good handle on the car, clearly, and a good setup as uh, Stephen McLear and Eric Fulgaris went on to win a GT4 championship together last year. All that started with the Daytona win. Both of the Hyundais from Brian Herta Autosport that are pitted together back towards pit in are in their boxes. 98 has slick tires, front and rear, so those would be dry running tires. And the number one, 
Oh, as well. Oh, no, they're, they're all dry running tires as three cars dive into the pit lane all at once. So it must be a lot heavier at, on the circuit. Uh, look to turn uh, NASCAR turn one and two, Speedway turn one and two. Oh, yeah, and that's weather. where the rain's coming from. You can see the rain coming from there. Good opportunity to get take shelter in your cars, ladies and gentlemen, here at the track. If you do that, you can still listen to us on 107.9 FM. Jerry Z's doing that. He's charging his phone and headset at the same time. Uh, I suggest that we're going to get quite wet in the next few minutes. I can actually see now uh, the shine on the pit lane, particularly on the concrete section of the pit lane. So people coming in on wet weather tyres will have to be very careful. Yes, and they are coming in very gently indeed. Just seen the, uh, just saw, excuse me, the... Mercedes AMG of Marillo Racing. That's the 56 car, Eric Voss, who came in very tentatively to park up the 56. So of that 13, uh, six have just stopped. Gregory Leofug out in the number 43, Stephen Cameron Racing car. That's the uh, new version, sorry, the old version of the BMW, the F82. G is further through the uh, alphabet, therefore is newer. Simple way to remember. Simple way to remember that. Oh yes, that's proper wet, and we are actually seeing some cars being pushed backwards, including the uh, bronze, black, and white number 70. That is the Hyundai. And Tyler Maxon, I think, has decided that enough is enough. Let's go down to Shea Adam, who is at the uh, Mosing Motor Cars area of the pit lane with the MG GT with uh, Jeff, who's one of our favorites. And Jeff Mosing, you warned me about this early on last year. You said Eric Foss is gonna win this championship. Well, he came really, really close, but he needs his partner in crime alongside of him. You're back to drive with him again this year. How good does it feel to have the partnership renewed? Yeah, definitely good to be back. Um, I'm, I'm gonna leave the tarp on the jet boat for the whole year. I'm gonna wait till 24 to fire it back up. <laughs> So, um, no, it's really good to be back uh, in full force with the team, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this season. You know, um, uh, everything that the team learned for the, for the last five years, really, with this car, uh, with the AMG Mercedes, we're just going to keep applying it. I know the competition's going to be even tougher this year, so there's no, there's no expectations, I don't think, for me at least, uh, to do better than what we did last year. We're just going to go out and do what we do and the results will, will be what they, they are. Fate's gonna handle the rest. The ultimate result is to drive yourself happy and that's still yeah. the goal is just to have fun. This family seems to do that very well. Absolutely, you know, uh, this, this will be uh, Eric and I's last year uh, in the car. Uh, we were gonna maybe call it at the end of last year, but, um, but this will be our, our, our farewell tour uh, for the car for this year. Uh, both of us will continue to be participating in one thing or another. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, this will be our, our, our last year, so we're going to make the best of it. Jeff, I'm sorry to hear that, but no, uh, it's okay. the farewell tour, it's something you can have fun with knowing that it's coming. You can do stickers at every round. You can make it mean just that little bit more. Yeah, there's, we don't, we, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be consistent already. We don't want to be consistent. We're going to try, maybe do some things outside the box. We'll see. So uh, hopefully uh, the, the season will be nice to us this year, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully I can borrow uh, the Michelin uh, Man suit. You know, whenever I'm not in the race car, I can put that around me, and it'll protect me from breaking any of my bones. 
Oh, I think we know enough people that we can uh, possibly make that happen. All right, but coming back to Daytona, you start off the race with the year with a four-hour endurance race. How does that change your guys' mentality going forward? Well, they, you know, the Marillo team's always been prepared for whatever, and uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, actually, you know, running at Indy again. That that was always a fun venue for us, and uh, it'll be the first time with the Mercedes there, so that's going to be fun and a four-hour event there. So a lot of strategy will have to come into play, and a lot of experience uh, that the team has, they're going to have to apply all that. So, um, you know, we we've, we've run the four-hour here a few times. We know that we're not. Unfortunately, I don't think that we will be the fastest, but we will be one of the most consistent. And as long as we stay out of trouble, it's a big race. It's a long race. We'll see what happens. Good luck to the 56, to Scrappy-Doo all season long. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks a lot. We appreciate y'all. Hey, Jeff and Shay. Rain is falling at Daytona for this third, check that fourth session of uh, pre-event practice the raw before the 24 for the mission pilot challenge cars six cars out on the track at the moment so Shea Adam is going to be busy in the pit lane we're going to get a seventh as heading out at the moment is the no limits Aston Martin from automatic racing that's the nine car oh, that looks slippery as they turn out of the pit lane that is tiptoes even on wet weather tyres. Uh, also going out is the bright green number 88 AMG. And that one, well, that one was when it came in, in the hands of Conrad Grunewald. Let's see if he has taken it out. I'll find that out in a second when he goes through the exit of the pit lane with that Archangel Motorsport Aston. And he's about there. There he goes. Yes, he has stayed aboard. So, Conrad has stayed aboard that car. Really interesting. Looking across to my right from the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre here, you could see the low cloud coming in and uh, getting very close. Uh, light aircraft coming into DAB. Actually, just... Uh, going around it's not making a final approach there and a couple of light aircraft coming in to land at Daytona Beach or at least uh, coming round to it very quiet out there if you're wondering why there's no car noise here's one now there you go <laughs> that is one car at the on the track down into turn one for the number 51 that is the Mustang all cars now required to use rain lights that's the flashing bright lights at the back of the cars now, that must have been the 41 actually of Haley Deegan wasn't it that's out there at the moment just checking the numbers of the cars out there, yes it was, also out there Anthony McIntosh in the 23 Mercedes AMG GT, he's the quickest car by the way out there at the moment with a 210-193 Chris Wilson did a 210-4 and then pitted 
Jensen Altman going out in the number 13 Ford Mustang GT4, McCombie McAleer Racing. And he's just had a set of wet tyres bolted on, as has Alfredo Nagri in the Toyota GR Super GT4 Evo for Ave Motorsports. Uh, hello to Blur Fiend. On the exit of the second horseshoe out there. Very nice Subaru. Tuned in on 107.9, I presume, Blur. Good spot to be at this time of the week. A lot of people here. heard a few of the drivers mentioning this. If you're not here at the moment, look, this is a big place. And for sure, we are not filling grandstands. But the infield is where all the action is and all the happening is and there's a lot of people here seems to me quite a few people who are setting up early for next weekend and making a real event of it plus we've got the boy and girl scouts here as tradition dictates which is really good to see and there are hundreds of them around having a great time in their annual camp and still people coming in and out of the pit lane to change tyres. Mustang number 42 is in as well. That is James Pezek in that car for PF Racing. We have had 11 cars. Yeah, no, but a few more than that, actually. We have had... About 16 cars that have set a lap. Shit, Adam, down in the pit lane. How is the heaviness of the drops? Uh, it's not terrible right now, to be perfectly honest. But what do you do when it's not really smart for your car to be on track? You utilize the time to do other useful things, such as put the glue on the nuts that go on the wheels so that the next time you're going to do a pit stop, your wheels are already ready to go. And then you do it for the next set and the next set. And then hopefully it stopped raining by that point. But... The rain level, it's still visible in headlights. It's not heavy enough for Robin Liddell oh. to sit in his pit box. He and Ryan Eversley are heading out onto the track in the Camaro and the Honda, respectively. Yeah, but it is wet enough to have uh, now spray coming up from the back of the car, shit. Ah, that was just the rain that had accumulated on both of their rear wings as they were <laughs> sitting stationary in their pit boxes. No, look, watch down the front straight all in the right, tri-oval. Right. You'll see. Yeah, I, I tried. Like no, I know, I quite like that. Uh, just uh, watching the number 88 going through the tri-oval a moment or two ago for Conrad Grunewald. He is in the Aston Martin Vantage GT third at the moment, but the lap times are all well over two minutes. And that shows you how tentative the drivers are having to be. The top ten are all... GS cars. The TCRs, the front-wheel drive cars, might be having a bit of fun here. Uh, Elantra TCR for Harry Gottsacker, the number one machine, has just gone out. Ryan Eversley's gone out in the Honda Civic, number 37. And who else has just gone out in TCRs? No, that's it for the moment. I, I, I think I'd rather like... Oh, no, Harry Gottsacker's just come back into the pits, actually, in the 33. There he is, just cruising down the pit lane in the Hyundai N 
and he's gone behind the wall. Oh, nearly got picked up by the Turner car coming out of the pit lane, the number 96 car. Wow, that was a bit closer for comfort. No indication there by Harry Gottsacker. Didn't use his trafficator as he was coming to the Rolex arch to go through. And that Robbie Foley potentially with wet weather tires on going out there in that 96 year i think so there were wet weather tires that were up on the wall and they are no longer here so let me just do a quick little bit of investigation in uh, joe bradley's style yep they're not easily accessible anymore from the wall so i'm gonna say hmm maybe robbie's on wets not a bad call right now given the uh, wetness level of the pit lane let me uh, hang on a sec. I'll wait for the Actually, car to go by. I can tell you that both Turner cars are on wet weather. Yeah. Um, I just checked the asphalt, John. It's, it's pretty slippery, too. Yeah, they've just tweeted that. Uh, so they are both now the 95 and the 96. Robert McGuinness, two Robbies, Robert McGuinness and Robbie Foley in the uh, 95 and 96, respectively. Scott Andrews goes to the top of the timing in the... Lone Star Racing car, that's a 2028. That is stout work in these conditions. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a pit lane speed violation for Ryan Eversley. Serving as, it now. As he went out of the pit lane. I'm going out, I'm going out, I'm going out. Oh, I forgot the pit lane speed limit there. 10 kilometers. That's his drive through. Well, it's been a couple days since he's been allowed on track, John. True. So he's going to be super eager to get going. But just a, a note on that Turner Motorsport. How great would it have been if we had the Robbie Mobile? They couldn't have put both Robs in the same car. Oh, uh, yeah. True enough. Through goes the Mustang again down into turn one. Now, uh, quite a few drivers are trying this very wide line that we were talking about in the VP Racing Sports Car Challenge and actually going across the white line and then coming cutting back from that. I wonder if there is a bit more grip out there where the um, NASCAR decal is. That's very interesting down there at turn one on the infield. Maybe there's a little bit more grip from the tarmac. Who's that going down there? That's right down the inside. That is one of the Turner cars that's just going through. That's the 96 car. So that is in the hands of Robbie Foley. Robert McGuinness, by the way, in second. So it's Scott Andrews in the Mercedes from Lone Star, Turner Motorsport, Robert McGuinness in the 95 in second, Chad McCumbie from McCumbie McAleer Racing in the Mustang in third, Conrad Grunewald for Archangel Motorsport, just peeling off in the pits in that green number 88, Aston Martin, then the Supra, Alfredo Najri for Ave Motorsports, the 14 car, red, white and black in fifth, sixth is Anthony McIntosh for JTR and the Mercedes, AMG GT4, that's the 23 car, that's the very dark, it's either very dark blue or black, take your pick on that, but it has the light blue, almost Batmobile, uh, almost Batmobile, old-fashioned Batmobile, like 1960s TV series Batmobile, pinstripes all over it. Robin Liddell's just gone up to fifth position for Rebel Rock, having almost grazed the wall as he was pushing very hard. Liddell will be absolutely in his element with this as he goes down to the International Horseshoe. Chase uh, just said the Kyle Larson line. He wasn't that close to the wall. 
in fairness. Through the kink, down towards the far end of the circuit from me. That's very wet down there, a lot of spray. Robert staying off the racing line, going in quite tight on the inside and holding the car, then letting it run to the outside. Now coming back towards me as he heads to turn six, heading up onto the banking. How does the Camaro turn in there? You can see him feeling for grip on the front wheels, even through the binoculars. And now up onto the banking again. Oh, Liddell has absolutely no fear. Right up on the top line. Now dropping down to the middle of the corner as he comes down through Speedway turn two. That car is going very nicely indeed. How's he split times? Uh, and say very good indeed. As Robbie Foley's gone up into fourth position. Uh, Chad McCombie, as I said, went up the second. Cameron Lawrence has pitted the 95 car. Now, where's Robin got to? It should be through the back straight chicane by now. Yes, he is. And he's on to Speedway turn three and four. And heads back towards us now. Here are the headlights and the white and green car. Urban Grid Rebel Rock Racing. Liddell into the tri-oval. Huge plume of spray behind. We race in the wet in IMSA, even on the high banks of Daytona. Goes through and does not improve. His last sector let him down. He was really quick before that. Scott Andrews has the two best sectors for sectors one and two. He's just pitted the number 27 car. As out goes BMW number 25. It's the second of the... Oh, that is the Stephen Cameron car, rather. It's the Lone Star Racing machine. The, BM, the uh, Mercedes AMG comes into its pit lane. Full wet weather conditions here, Shane, now. No doubt about that. Oh, yes. I'm ruining the fact that I left the umbrella hat in the media center. Um, it is very wet, and the rain continues to fall. And there are quite a few cars that go out on track and then come back in and go straight back to the garage. And then there are seven of them that are brave enough to run around together on about the same... I'll say half mile worth of track. That's a good point, that actually. Uh, that little group of cars have been headed, I think, by Chad McCombie in the 13. Yes, it is. That's the uh, white and blue car. He's just about to catch the Cameron, Tim Cameron Racing 25 BMW, which is on an outlap at the moment. They're going down to the Western Horseshoe, very interesting to see Chad McCombie doing exactly what Robin Liddell did. Did <laughs> not pull back to the left-hand side after the kink. Stayed on the right and did his braking off what would be the normal racing line. Now, why do you do that? Because you're making the corner tighter for yourself. Yes, but what you're doing is staying off the area of the track where all the rubber has been laid down. Well, don't you want to be on all the rubber? Well, if it's dry, yes, you do. If it's wet, absolutely not. If you want an indicator of just how wet it is, John, Scott Andrews, to whom we spoke earlier in the last session, has just declared it too wet. His team has pushed him back behind the wall and he's driven back to the garage. So if Scott Andrews, who holds the fastest time of the session, has yeah. said it's too wet, it's probably too wet. Um, but keep your he put eyes. That, he put that in, by the way, just a few minutes ago. Yeah, so it was wet when he did yeah, that. Yeah. Make no bones about that. 
Um, keep your eyes on the 59, the core motorsports, Mer uh, not Mercedes, Mustang, Ford Mustang. There's the word. They just won the VP Challenge, the first one ever yep. with uh, Billy Griffin. But now they've got what looked to be the helmet of Luca Mars. So watch because he did not do the GT4 race here at Daytona last year. He was too young. He did the MX5 race, though, I want to say. Mm. So this will be an initiation by fire. His first opportunity to race here in the wet not in an mx5 cup car because we did have a little bit of rain last year if uh, memory serves Ferry, rory van der Stur is taking the number 19 aston martin van der Stur racing car behind the wall uh, scott andrews was in the 27 lone star racing that car has gone back up from memory i think here in garage number seven in the blue and uh, quite a number of the teams are pulling their uh, the tarpaulins across the front of their garages there you don't have garage doors here but you do have a, like a big curtain across the front and it must be getting even wetter for them to need to do that because there is a decent sized overhang in front of those garages still the brave out there including daniel morad in the number 57 winwood racing car he's just gone up into third position in this session well at this distance, there isn't any rain forecast for next Friday and the race. The BMW Challenge for the IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge, the first round of the series. One of two four-hour races. Hey, what about uh, that news that you were getting from uh, the Marillo Racing Pit yeah. and uh, the fact that... This is their farewell tour. I think we should dwell on that a little bit. This is nothing, uh, no times changing at the moment. Well, we should. And I talked with uh, Jeff a little bit after the interview was done. And he said there's a lot of emotion going into that as well. Yes, but also he's not done racing just because he's not going to be doing the Michelin Pilot Challenge. He's still going to be focusing on some other things as well. But there are other aspects to life, like driving historic race cars that he owns, that he wants to venture down more, doing concours where you're driving across the country. There are just other ventures. But the big thing for him is to make sure that people know Eric Foss will be a free agent for 2024, a guy who's finished second in this championship a couple of times. He's won the ST championship a couple of times. He will be a free agent. People listening, if you're looking for a very good driver, Eric Foss will be available next year. And Jeff's point about all this is to try and make sure that people know early on, as early as possible, so that Eric will find a good home. Oh, that's very sweet, isn't yeah. it? Uh, silver driver, Eric? Yep. Yeah, thought so. And uh, he and Jeff, as well as, oh gosh, that would be stretching the brain back a little bit far. Um, I want to say Gar Robinson, Ben Keating, and apologies, I can't remember who the other driver was. They finished third in the Rolex, I think it was 2016, uh, in a Viper. So Eric Foss was the one driving at the end of that race. Very good, capable silver driver. Ryan Eversley, having sped out the pit lane, has now found some pace on the track. 15th of the cars that have gone out there, which means he's got uh, five or six GS cars with times that aren't as quick as his, and he's easily the quickest TCR. Mind you, I think there's only three TCRs that have gone out for the moment. 
But the Elantra's gone behind the wall. Yes, they both did. Um, all three of them did, actually. If there was an oil leak in that car, the most important thing for Ryan Eversley is just to get miles on it to True. make sure that whatever the issue was is truly done. Is fixed, yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, we've got... I think we've got 15 cars out there. Lots of spray through the tri-oval and into the lighted section as the... Is that still people taking the wide line? Robert Liddell that time going. Um, I think that was a mistake. Went a bit wide through turn one, and behind him is the 57 Winwood car. Uh, not unexpectedly, in fairness, our camera operators have been stood down uh, for the evening, so we haven't got any TV pictures. So I'm doing this old school through the binos and. Uh, this is one of the few circuits where you can actually do that. Let's see Robin Liddell's line down into the Western Horseshoe. Yeah, it goes right down the inside and then lets it drift out from the centre out of the corner. Really smart from Robin. Uh, just ahead of Robin at the moment is the Mustang of Jensen Altman. Jensen stepping up from Itamitsu Mazda MX-5s. Good racer. Always made up positions in the last couple of seasons. I think probably could do with uh, a little bit of help on his qualifying to how to switch the tyres on early. It's a skill that not everybody has. I've never had it. I, I, first of all, I don't drive enough on new tyres, but even when I have been given new tyres, it's my last lap that's going to be the quickest, never the first or the second. Cameron Lawrence is taken to the track in the... BMW G82. That is the newer of the cars for Turner Motorsport. Both of their cars in this are RGs. So that's the new shape M4. GT4. Uh, got some yellow lights on at the far end of the circuit. I think we've got a red flag. We've got a car in the wall. Now I've got to pick up who this is. And... Is impact at, at turn seven, John? Yes, Ooh. exactly. Um, I can't see anything. That would be the bus stop, isn't it? Yes, possibly. Okay, uh, let me Depends climb how over. You count the corners here, actually. <laughs> well, one, two, three, and four are NASCAR if you counted the uh, traditional way. Yeah, um, I'm just sneaking into the magnet. It is the box number now. 14. <laughs> it is the number 14 car. It looks like the tires are That's the Supra. a bit um, well, in the cut through sheer, of the bus stop. Sheer. Yes. Outlap. No. Yeah, Javier Queiros. Oh, no. Um, I can't actually see a car off to driver's left. I do see a safety truck moving from driver's oh, yeah, left. So. On. Why didn't I look to race control as to where that is? We've got two safety trucks on the far side. The reason I can't see it is he's up against the wall on the Lake Lloyd side there you go. of what is going on. So the car is lower than the wall. So if I can only find where the safety vehicles are, and I can't even see their flashing lights. They're so much lower than what is going on. Uh, Javier Queros, as I said, is the car and driver and the Toyota Super GR is the car and driver involved 
There's more circuit vehicles. The AMR Cayenne coming to the circuit. You would not believe it. It is at the absolute lowest point uh, of the circuit. I can now just see the top of the pickup trucks because I know where to look, but not a chance of seeing the car itself. And might be able to be towed. This red flag will not stop the clock. We're into the second half of this session with just under 25 minutes to go. And looks like the car's gone in backwards to the not inconsiderable tyre walls, banded tyre walls that are there. As ever, our safety team's on the scene very, very quickly indeed, and the AMR safety workers uh, have the door open on the Supra. As I say, it was an outlap, so driver just getting to grips literally with the conditions, Javier Queiros, and it will be a flatbed, a rollback required to get that car. Hello to In Pit Lane, who is uh, listening to the roar from Daytona before his shift at the Australian Open. Get you. Is it that time of night already? Yes, it is, isn't it? Cher, uh, you keep an eye on who's going behind the wall for me, please, while I'm watching what's developing here. 96 Turner, uh, Robbie Foley, deciding to call it a day. We've just had a driver change, Bryce Ward, into the number 57 Windward Racing Mercedes and Daniel Morad out. So, uh, yes, hopefully that's not just to take it back behind the wall um, because Bryce and Russell were laughing a couple minutes ago about how it stayed dry for Russell's session and then, of course, it started pouring for Bryce's. So he volunteered Daniel to go out first. But, uh, yeah, I think Bryce is going to take to the track when we get back to green. Well, it would appear that recovery of the car has started and that is good news. Waiting to see if I can see Javier on the far side of the track. We've got the Cayenne intervention vehicle there. That would normally be the way back to the paddock for the driver. Lots of uh, flashing red and blue lights on the far side. One of the safety trucks already taking off. One of our IMSA EMR Chevy safety vehicles. Getting quite dark quite quickly here, isn't it? Uh, just before six o'clock is official sunset, but we haven't seen the sun for quite a long time, in fairness. The, uh, recovery continues with a red flag for the number 14 Toyota GR Supra GT4 Evo. That is the Ave Motorsports machine. Javier Queiros took that car out of the pit lane and lost it going into the Le Mans chicane. As far as the times are concerned, Scott Andrews set a 2 uh, when it was raining and properly raining, don't get, this, this wasn't a sneak out. That was on a wet weather setup or a wet weather tyre, should I say? Half a second quicker than Daniel Morad managed in the uh, number 57 Winwood car. Jensen Altman's been out as well. That Ford Mustang from McCombie Macaulay Racing is in third position. Then the two Turner BMWs, 
95 from 96. Then Robin Liddell, who has exclusively been out in the 71 car. Shit. And on that car, it just fired up. It got me excited, thinking we were going back to green. He's going back behind the wall. And yeah, uh, it's... No, he's not. No, he's not. Oh. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's, he's missed the, the cutoff. Oh, he missed it. Oh, he's how missed embarrassing. The well, yes, he is going back behind the wall because you're not allowed to leave your pit box before the second green flag comes out after everybody's been let out of the fast lane when a session resumes. Um, but it's not raining all that hard. It's, it's much lighter no, is, than it was a couple minutes sure, ago. This is a smart move. Uh, if it was Robin still in that car, he realized he wasn't going to be able to stop and turned left. So he ran on and now he's asking the officials, is it okay to be pushed back so that I can get out the pit lane? Yeah, that's heads up. That's exactly what we expect. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely was Robin because Andrew Davis is standing up on the box and Frank Depew, who I saw at the start of the session, was in street close. And also he did not engage reverse gear and drive backwards. That is an absolute no-no on a pit lane. So a couple of the team members of, I think the Ford team, actually. Yes, I think it you're was. Right. Yeah, it was. It was uh, the team members from... PF Racing. PF Racing, 41 and 42 cars, just helped him back. They'd seen what happened there. That's the uh, the sort of family spirit, isn't it? Uh, the camaraderie in the pit lane. That's why we love this championship. Certainly. Rain seems to be slowing. A couple of people telling me from round the circuit. Definitely would agree with that. For how long? That's the question. Well, and, and will people uh, have uh, lost the will to compete? <laughs> Hello to Louis Satterley. Uh, tuned in to IMSA Radio. Hello, mate. Pablo Oliveri and Colin Bull. Come on, I can't wait. Just counting the days to when I arrive. Sounds like uh, Colin from his and looks like from his tweet to at IMSA Radio it's coming from the UK try and get here early in the week by the way if you are thinking of coming to the Rolex 24 if you've already committed to that we've gone back to green well done to our course workers and recovery uh, the two PF Racing Mustangs are heading for the exit pit lane exit yeah if you've decided you're going to come to the Rolex 24 next week then come as early as you can in the week. Uh, Wednesday is when all the excitement starts. In terms of our broadcast, we're on air at 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a live midweek motorsport. Well, always live, but from uh, here in the booth overlooking the start-finish line. So two hours of the uh, usual nonsense on uh, Wednesday. Is this practice session done by 3 o'clock on Wednesday? Uh, that's a good question, isn't it? We may have to incorporate that. Yeah. Um, and then it is the... Actually, I'm not sure what our coverage is on Wednesday. Ah, copy that. Yes, so we, we will incorporate a bit of coverage if it's not. Nice. Uh, and then we've got the fan event, the fan festival over at uh, One Daytona. Being told that a remarkable 100 plus, more than 100 drivers from IMSA Championships will be signing autographs. That's an awfully long autograph, isn't it? Let's be honest. Make sure you've got plenty of pages in your autograph book or pictures or cars or whatever. We've got the whole of the MSR GTP driving squad. 
to talk to on stage and we'll be giving away some prizes as well now look it's a proper night out plenty of great places to eat and drink over at one daytona do a bit of shopping as well we'll have some cars we'll have pit stop demonstrations and uh Unfortunately, you will have to hear a little bit of my voice. I'll be blethering on with some of the drivers. I'll be doing the queuing, and hopefully they'll be doing the aing. And that's all Wednesday coming. One Daytona, right behind the main grandstand, just on the other side of the road. Plenty of free parking over there as well. Make a night of it. As I say, if you're thinking of heading here, try and get yourself here for that. Now, looks like the rain is coming down a little bit harder, but that has not deterred Jensen Altman in the Macumbi Macalea racing car. Cameron Lawrence uh, in the 95 BMW for Turner. Ben Rhodes is in the 41 Mustang. Uh, JCD Debet is in the Stephen Cameron number 25 BMW. Luke and Mars, that's another one of the front-engined cars. That's another one of the PF cars, isn't it? No, PF is Ben Rhodes. It's Lucas, Luca in. He's in the Core Motorsports, of course he is. And still, cars in the pit lane. I can hear Mercedes going slowly over the start-finish line, but that might just be the conditions. AMG GT4 deep into turn one, but gets it turned in. And that is the number 72 Mercedes with Christian Simshack behind the wheel. The NV Autos, uh, excuse me, not the NV Autosport. I'm Marillo Racing. Line. It's one of the Marillo Racing cars. Yeah. It's bright orange. Um, John, you can save me a little bit of a uh, walk. Mm -hmm. Did they just put new wet weather tires back on that car? Uh, There's no way they went to slicks. No. Oh, but never mind. He's driving past me now. The 56 car you're talking about that's going through now? 56, yes. Uh, that Marillo Racing... That's uh, wet weather tyres. Those look like wet weather tyres for yeah, Eric yeah, Foss. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's interesting. They did a tyre change. So either he was out on the track on slicks and then realised he needed full wets, which I don't know how you wouldn't know that just from looking at the track. Um, but, yes, that is now wet weather tyres for Eric Foss. Uh, now, did I just see a, an Audi heading out? An Audi? Yeah, I think the Chris Miller car's just gone out, the UDC car. Um, the car yes, I did. Yeah. The just gone out with the bright yellow car. I'm, I'm picking cars out by their colours now because it is getting very murky at the west end of the circuit. That's the Autotechnic BMW out on track, the number 25. Rob Walker, one of the two drivers in that. Luca Mars goes by with Core, and then 41 for PF Racing, followed by 42 for PF Racing, both of their Ford Mustangs. We've got the 23 for Jared Thomas Racing, um, Motorsport Enterprises. Going, they're all going way off track to drivers <laughs> right. Oh, now that wasn't planned from, uh, which is the darker color of those cars i think that is that the 23 jtr car. yep yeah that Jared is Thomas. Uh, gt uh, jt behind the wheel as well JT it was the, the jtr it, yes jt and jtr um anthony mcintosh was the driver of the session earlier on but they did a driver change during that red flag so jared is now out behind the wheel there's the 72 as you said we also missed the windward the 57 mm -hmm. driven by bryce ward he's out on track 
Eric you know, Foss, as we said, has just gone out. Yep, and now it's a bit quiet. So there is a bit of space out on track, and yet there's still a group of cars running around together. I think there's 11 or a dozen cars out there at the moment. Jared Thomas, interesting character, isn't he? Oh. Racing driver par excellence and really a sensible businessman as well. He used some of the real cash money folding from his uh, Edemitsu Mazda MX-5 prize fund that he's picked up over the last couple of seasons to start his own team. And not, I don't think uh, deserting Edemitsu Mazda MX-5, but... No. This is the new. This is the new business venture for him with this uh, GS car. It is, and I actually had a quick conversation with Dave Thomas, father of Jared, at Lovely the beginning bloke. of this session. Really great guy, and I said, "I'm really pleased that you came back to Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 Company." Looked at me as if I had about six heads, and said, "That's the core of what we do. We are never leaving that championship." And it's just so refreshing because they both acknowledge that the reason that they are able to run so many cars, which, by the way, John, I don't know if you've seen the entry list for next weekend, eight JTR Motorsport Engineering Mazdas. It's all because of what they've accomplished. With. They've come from a team that ran two, then three, now up to eight cars in a season of a championship all because Jared was able to win the champ the title. He's also been Rookie of the Year. He's won scholarships Shit. coming up. How much money? Uh, 250000 real cash money. And how much this year? Oh, it's even better. $1.2 million. Well, because in addition to all of the prize funds that we've had in the past for the top 10 in the championship. Yes, and $80,000 for Rookie of the Year. Yep. Yep. They oh. now pay per race. Per race. $10,000 for the win, yes. 9000 for second, 8000 for third, and so on and so forth down. And they are paying for the highest finishing woman in each field. And, ooh, as, sorry, somebody just completely blitzed the uh, pit entry there. I think that was Foss, because I see Scrappy-Doo hanging down 72. on a pit board. No, it's the other one, the 72, yep. yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're paying for basically each race so Correct. if you win oh and uh, pole position and fastest lap yeah so plenty of good folding reasons uh, yes. to be in that uh, just warning Chris Miller in the Unitronics car that he hasn't got his rain light on it is a very bright yellow <laughs> Audi, <laughs> but still the rain light has to be on these good are point. really tricky conditions at the moment, and the drivers are dealing with them very well indeed, he says, risking a potential nightmare. Well, and per the rule book, John, because this is fair to say, when you start a session, oh, you hang must on a have... That is Chris Miller going very long and splashing through the puddles at turn one. Now, I've said there's a few people been going long and outside the white line. That was just him not being able to get it slowed down. That's because it's raining a lot harder now. Ah. Yep, getting to the point where... Ten they... minutes to go. Yep, we, um, so rain lights must be on for a rain session, not two functioning tail lights, one working rain light, and two working headlights. If yeah. in a race something happens to a headlight and or a tail light, it's okay if you only have one of each, but you must have one of each. If you have two tail lights that go out or two headlights that go out, that's when you're going to be black flagged. So yeah. there is a little bit of wiggle room, but that rain light, that's an interesting notation because when it starts raining, you must have your rain light active if race control tells you to. Cameron Lawrence out of the Turner 95, Robert McGuinness in and has left the pits. Uh, Christian Simchak in and out. 
for Murillo Racing. That was the 72 car. So came in and came in a late decision to come in. Now this is interesting. When most people are putting the cars away, the Mia McLaren <laughs> has just appeared on pit lane hmm. and is going out. Got the four-way hazard flashes on at the moment. It's on rain tires too, John. Wow. So they are prepared to go straight out onto the track. I would imagine that's Jesse Lazare behind the wheel uh, because he is the more experienced of the two drivers as far as this championship and the team are concerned. But you'll have to let me know when he triggers that pit exit. It's, it's going to be a while. It's raining quite a lot right now. Yeah, he is absolutely tiptoeing through ah, turn the inside of turn one and two, which is where the pit lane is, and the concrete wall is very close on the right-hand side there. And as he comes out of the pits, I will tell you that it is indeed Jesse Lazar. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, the other thing that makes sense is the team has not had this car very long. This is giving them the opportunity to learn about it in the rain, potentially for the first time ever. And that's valuable intel, maybe not for here for this weekend, but for the future rounds when inevitably it will rain at one of them. Well, I'm just setting up traction control and ABS settings just to get some kind of baseline in conditions like this. There's another car going long at turn one. That was a Ford Mustang. It was a Ford Mustang. It was the uh, mostly white with the stripes down the side, which is the 13 of Jensen Oltzman. That's the company Magalia car. So I'm starting to get this now. I am no Bruce Jones. Bruce Jones can memorize a 100 car entry list their liveries and five drivers per car um, in a trice but i'm starting to get the hang of this now lots of cars diving down the pit lane now john including that jdc miller audi the unitronic car coming onto the pit lane and let's see is the rain light definitely not flashing no, so they they do need to work on that so that, let's see if that's what they go to work doing Morello is going behind the wall for the 56 and Eric Foss, as is the 57 for Windward Racing. JDC, Miller, uh, JDC a motorsports car uh, going into the JDC motorsports pit, of course, because yes. they have a car in the big show. They, like Turner, are running cars in all three yes. of the events this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. At uh, IMSA Radio, we have got another session. It is the evening session for the... IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. It remains to be seen how many cars come out. Although the last time we said that in a wet session, I seem to remember certain drivers in certain DPIs going out there and setting the world alight. Yeah, that was just rude, though. That was rude. <laughs> it was. Fair play to those drivers who have decided to keep going out there. Uh, Javier Queros is the only one who has had issues with contact with the wall at turn seven which is the Le Mans chicane very quick cleanup by our recovery and uh, intervention cr crew six minutes to go still that time from scott andrews uh, when it was quite heavily raining but po possibly not quite as bad as it got bryce ward has pitted wow um, and he's managed to get uh, that car back in one piece jensen altman's still on it john he's still pushing he's trying to learn this car learn this track and learn these conditions christian simshak uh, drive through for a speed violation so he changed his tyres Jensen's in that number 13 Ford Mustang just coming into the international horseshoe there let's have a look at him and see where he is well he's massively off the racing line there which is absolutely where he needs to be heads down toward the the kink the dog leg call it what you will let's see if he takes the Robin Liddell 
line after that and steers to the right-hand side of the circuit. Yes, he does. Just uh, steers right there, doesn't drag it back to the left, which would be normally where you'd be. And then from the corner out, keeps it nice and tight, straight to the middle of the road as he heads down towards turn number six, which leads on to the high banks. Actually, that Mustang looks like it is absolutely doing what uh, young Jensen Altman is asking it to do. Very good on the front end. I'm sure it doesn't feel like that for Jensen. He'll feel like it uh, doesn't want to turn at all. But from the outside, that's pretty good. Just under five minutes to go now, shit. And you've got a empty pit in. And in fact, yeah. the only cars that are there are on pit out. Oh, it looks like the uh, Unitronics car's going out. Now, it's got no lights on no at the moment. No lights on the back. That is not productive. Um, and the pit lane penalty, Johnny Knotts has informed me, is from what I saw when uh, the 72 Marilla Racing Mercedes completely missed the pit entry pylon. So ah. that's why it's going to have the pit infraction penalty. Not a speeding penalty. Nothing of that sort. It's just the moment of... Oh, I needed to be in there. Well, it, it's, it comes up as pit lane speed violation, so he may not have, uh, have hit the pit lane speed limiter either <laughs> at that point. Uh, but it's, it's only a drive-through yep. at this point. It's uh, not a problem. Uh, front lights on on the Audi, the yellow and black car just coming out of the pit lane now. Rear lights are on, second in TCR, by the way. Ryan Eversley, quickest in TCR. He set a time early on. Is the flashy rain light on? Uh, well, no, I, I actually see two in high-intensity rain lights at the back and the normal tail lights. So they don't have to flash, or do they have to flash you? Uh, the rain light is a flashing light. Oh, okay. It is a purpose light. I think it's center of the car, and it is constantly flashing. No, well, he's got two high-intensity lights, one either side, in addition uh, to if, the rear lights. If there is not that central flashing light, then that is not the rain light. Okay. I just saw a perfect example of it on the Turner BMW that's still running around, actually. And the rain light, it stays on when they come in the pit lane as yeah. well. Yeah, the Cameron, uh, Sim Cameron, uh, Cameron Racing, rather, 25 car, the BMW, red, white, and black car. I see exactly what you mean, yes. It's right in the middle of the yep. rear panel. That's a great design, actually, but that might have to do with BMW and the brand new uh, M4 GT4. The Ford Mustang does have it in the middle, but it wasn't flashing. The left-hand taillight was flashing the last time it came through the tri-oval. I think that was the 13 that came by of Jensen Altsman for MMR. Well, I'm not sure there's anybody left at Lone Star or Windward. Nope, there's not. So you might see if you can get Jensen Altsman at the end of this session. I'll wander up that way. Thank you. Um, I suspect this is the first time in the wet for the young man in the GT4 uh, with just two minutes and 24 seconds left it, it's actually uh, my boyish um, hopeful heart as I look across to where the weather was coming from <laughs> I, I would say it's clearing up a bit uh, John there was a gap there was a gap there there was a gap on the radar we just got the less bad part of the gap, I want to say, the last time I looked at it. Well, I could see miles more than I could before. You uh, can see clearly now the rain side. is gone. Yes, indeed so. I'm also trying to work out what the flashing yellow lights are beyond turn four, which I think is in the infield here. That'll be packed next weekend. 
Don't forget that Wednesday night over at uh, One Day Tourna. We want to see you there. More than 100 IMSA drivers signing autographs. We've got the MSR team on stage. As Chris Miller comes back in with the non-flashy Audi. Oh, it's a very flashy Audi. It's just not with the flashy light. Non-flashy lighty. Yeah. The crew's actually leaning on the back window. That's a little bit interesting. I'm going to cheat up a couple of boxes here. Um, Jesse Lazar, by the way, um, I think has, yes, has done some laps. Oh, yes. And now he's back in to the pit lane. Now, that high-intensity rain light is on all the time on the Mia McLaren in the middle. Yeah, it's, I think you're flashing. right about that. The um, high-intensity light on the Audi is in the back windshield, and the crew does not know why it isn't triggering. Very strange. Hit the switch, Chris. <laughs> I reckon it's a fuse. It'll be something as sim simple as that. I think we'll uh, wrap this one up as we've got just uh, 20 seconds to go. We'll let Shea get out of the bad weather and uh, reload before the next session. So just wait for the last few cars to come around. I can't imagine there'll be any major changes in the times as the chequered flag will go out for the next car that goes across the line and that will be Luca Mars in the Coa Motorsports Mustang. Actually, he's going to come into the pit lane. He's already dived down. Oh, that's very, very, very much standing water on the inside there. Luca's done a really good job as he came down into the pit commit area. So who's going to see the chequered flag first? It will be... The Ford Mustang of Ben Rhodes, there he goes, one of the PF cars, followed by the McCombie McAleer racing machine of Jensen Altman. That car finishes in third. Luca Mars, check the flag in the pit lane, of course. He'll finish fourth in that session. These times don't count for anything. Uh, we had 20 cars, 21, 22 cars, so half the field went out in that session. And fair play to them for doing that. As Shea said, it might not help them in the coming week, but there will be rain surely at some stage during the season. There's one or two teams who've changed cars, one or two drivers who haven't driven these cars before. And James Pesek, the PF Racing Mustang, he should be coming to the line. That's him in the pit lane, isn't it? Yes, it is. The number 42. Well, thank you to Shea for that. And... Scott Andrews has the honour of being top of the stack there with the time that he put in quite early on, but it was on wet and it was when it was properly wet. From Winward, then from, it could be McAleer, Ford Mustang, 55 court, 59 court, then the two Turner BMWs, then the uh, 41 Luca Mars driven machine, uh, sorry, Ben Road, sorry, PF racing machine in seventh. Robin Liddell called it a day a little while ago for Rebel Rock Racing in eighth. In ninth, Conrad Grunewald did a good job actually in that bright green number 88 Archangel Motorsport machine. 
Javier Queros was the only casualty on an outlap. So the time set by his teammate in that number 14 Toyota GR Supra GT4 Evo. The Evo. There was contact with the back of that car and the tyre wall at the Le Mans chicane in the sort of middle portion of that. He got through the first left-hander, but I think at that point he must have lost the back end. Didn't see it happen, but from where it was parked uh, in to the wall, facing the wrong direction, it looked like he'd lost the back end of that car. That car was recovered pretty quickly, though. All right, don't go too far away, particularly if you're listening on 107.9. More track action to come, and it's all live here on IMSA Radio as we go World, sorry, World WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And they're out on track for their evening session next. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.